With the weight of a country at war on his shoulders, Oleksandr Yusik keeps the heavyweight title around his waist. Welcome, everyone, to the Joshua Yusik 2 post-fight instant reaction here on Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Uh, we, I am coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio where my cat is trying to knock the microphone off of the desk. Um, Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier for, uh, with all of your cleaning needs. Um, not making my life easier as a cat who is now right in the spot where I would put my microphone down, so I am holding it now. It's now a handheld microphone. Thank you for that, Bailey. Um, Alexander Yusik wins by split decision over Anthony Joshua. The scorecards 116, 112, 115, 113 for Yusik, and 115, 113 for Anthony Joshua. Um, I have this fight a draw, so uh, I, I, any of those scorecards make sense to me. I understand I am in the minority in not having Usyk winning this bout. I thought this was such an interesting fight, and that that the the suggestion of a draw. If we were going like Pride style, and it was just at the end of the fight, who won? Oh well, it's uh, Alexander Usyk wins this fight. Um, just an incredible performance from both men. Th this fight was. Yusik winning more than Joshua losing. And I thought if I was going to come on here today and do this show about Yusik winning, I thought it would again, more of the story would be about what Joshua didn't do instead of what Yusik did do. But I thought this fight really shows how dynamic Yusik can be and how difficult he is to, to really get anything going against. He is just in perpetual movement and that movement and the way that he is able to adjust it. Cause it's, there's nothing predictable about anything he does. And we'll get to the ninth and 10th round here in a second, but um, he, he is constantly changing in the middle of the fight. And it is so difficult to even string like three punches together against him, let alone three good rounds against him. Like there's just, there is no groove that you can get into that. There's no flow state that you can find against Alexander Usyk. And then he gets into a rhythm and those last three rounds, rounds were just absolutely phenomenal. So um, the things really pick up in the ninth round where Joshua starts to have a bit of success. He digs to the body and that does seem to slow Usyk down for a moment. Whether there was just like some button that was pushed inside for a minute that he needed to, to get his air back or what it was. But Joshua looked like a confident fighter. Joshua looked like the Joshua of old. The one who dispatched of Ruiz in this same Saudi Arabia. The, the Joshua who had us clamoring for fights against Fury and fights against Wilder. The Joshua who was working his way up to being a heavyweight king. He looked like that in the ninth round. And then in the 10th round, he looked like me, which is an exaggeration entirely on a number of different levels, but you know what I'm saying. Usyk was phenomenal in that 10th round. At, there was nothing about the ninth round that would point to, oh yeah, Usyk could take this. Nothing. That looked like it was the turning point and Joshua was going to cruise to a unanimous decision victory or a knockout victory and reclaim his spot atop the heavyweight division. But Usyk came back with incredible volume, incredible movement, and some power with it as well. And Joshua did not know how to respond. And this is... This is the issue with having to build up the confidence of a fighter. And I, I think... I really think they needed to give Joshua a tune-up fight in between these two bouts. And I get Joshua is a big enough name that you don't want to be wasting um, that kind of ammunition with 
not having it be one of the upper echelon heavyweights. But when you're going into this fight talking about, yeah, we need to build up his confidence again. And a lot of the messaging in the corner, like, yeah, you're up three rounds to nothing. Um, everything's going great. Everything's awesome. How do you handle adversity when those are the messages that are being given to you for the last 11 months? When everyone is just trying to build your confidence up, they're trying to keep as much adversity away from you as possible. And he faced that in the 10th round and then in the 11th round. And I thought he handled things all right in the 12th. But he allows Usyk to, to kind of take over in the back part of the fight. And it was difficult for him to, to stop that motion. Again, this is more what Usyk did right than what Joshua did wrong. But I just thought once some real adversity came back his way, because this fight I thought was pretty even through a lot of those middle rounds. And then Usyk really took it over in the, the last little bit. But I thought... I thought Joshua was hanging with him. I thought he was doing pretty well. And then he finally gets this confidence and that just hits a fucking wall. And Usyk starts picking him apart and starts drilling him. And all of a sudden Joshua's legs are gone. And there, there was again that, that extra level that Usyk found in the 10th round. Joshua could not find that. He did not have that reserve left. And Usyk knew that and he took full advantage. It looked like um, through the back part of the 10th round and basically all of the 11th round that Joshua was um, done. And that this was going to be a, a knockout victory for Alexander Usyk. But he survives to the bell and gets one of the scorecards again, 115-113 for Anthony Joshua. But I, I, I cannot stress enough how impressive this performance was from Alexander Usyk. The, the motion, the changing up of tactics as the fight is going on... Um, where it was just a, a couple like quick pot shots here and there and that, that jab uppercut that he uses, that up jab that they were talking about on the broadcast, to transitioning to a few more of the wider punches, a few more hooks, a few more sweeping punches, um, and a few more power punches to go along with that speed. No, no two rounds of Usyk are ever the same, and that has to be incredibly frustrating to, to have to game plan for. Um, just remarkable, remarkable performance. And again, I thought Joshua did pretty well. I thought the game plan of going to the body was a good one because Usyk, you're never going to really hit him flush um, to the head. And watching that fight, I was like, well, Joshua by knockout was one of the stupidest things I've put money on in the last little while because Usyk's movement, like you, you can just never hit him flush enough to, to knock him out unless you really swarm, like in that ninth round, you really swarm after you have him slow to the body and you force the referee to step in. You're just not knocking that dude out. You're, you are just not. He is too difficult to to get a hold of. And now Yusik makes history as he is the first man to hold the Ring Magazine Cruiserweight Championship and Heavyweight Championship. The 2012 Olympic gold medalist continues to make history at an extremely difficult time. He's from Ukraine. I don't need to tell you what is going on in that country right now. Uh, Joshua afterwards saying, like, how can I help? Let, let's let's help out. I, I'm just, I'm blown away. We, I'm recording this moments after. The, the broadcast is probably still on. Mannix is probably still interviewing someone um, in there right now. Pretty good night for the broadcast team, by the way. I, we'll get to one of their things in a little bit. But um, overall, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this fight. Remarkable amounts of respect for Usyk. In terms of what is next... If, um, if Tyson Fury is not retired, then it is Tyson Fury. Um, the issue is, if Tyson Fury is retired, I don't... I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> um, you, you have another heavyweight bout on this card, but I, I don't know if that one is really moving the needle all that much. Like, the, the, fight to, the, the fights to make right now are... And Ariel Hawani tweeted this out. Um, it is Fury Usyk, 
and it is Wilder Joshua. We've been clamoring for Wilder Joshua for what feels like 150 years. Obviously, it's a bit of Pacquiao Mayweather where it doesn't feel that big anymore, but it will still be cool to see those two guys face each other and finally answer the questions that we've been asking for such a long time. Um, this is it for Joshua, I think, in being like that really big international um, superstar, I guess. Like, the, there's a lot of theatrics with it. They, they're, it looked like sold out... Um, at, at uh, the jewel in Saudi Arabia tonight. We can get into that. But um, in terms of him being like relevant in terms of title contention or like heavyweight of his generation status, it's just, it was probably gone after the Usyk fight anyway, uh, the first one, but the second one really drove home the fact that, that this is not someone who's going to be in that conversation anymore. And now Usyk starts his own conversation. Uh, and I'm saying incredible way too much, but it's the best way to describe it. Just phenomenal what he's been able to done to do, moving up from cruiserweight now into the heavyweight division. So Usyk um, retains every title under the sun. Uh, this one officially tonight for the WBA, WBO, IBF, and Ring Magazine Heavyweight Championship of the World. Just quickly, the fights that we saw uh, in the lead-up to this. It was a long fight card. It was Philip Hergovic. Uh, I know I'm saying that one wrong. I'm sorry. It's... Way too hot in the studio, and sorry. Um, uh, against uh, Jaile Zhang, this was a competitive fight. It was a close fight. It, it basically just like altered back and forth between who had the more energy, and they were just slinging punches in this bout. In the end, um, it is the Croatian Hergovic with the uh, it was a unanimous decision win. One fifteen, one twelve on two scorecards. One fourteen, one thirteen. I had it one fourteen, one thirteen for Zhang. I thought that there were enough rounds that he was able to really put together. Um, enough combinations and land with enough force that he should have won that fight. I thought it came down to the first round where Hergovic was... Um, there's no way I'm saying that right, and I apologize. Um, but Zhang was behind on the cards, and all of a sudden he gets a knockdown. And what goes from a 10-9 round against him now is a 10-8 round for him. And it was just... It was back and forth like that. And... The thought was that Zhang at 39, who really is only looking for one big punch at a time, is going to wear himself out. And he didn't really do that until the end of the bout. I'm interested to see what the actual scorecards look like for this fight because it just, it, it seemed so strange to go from, well, this guy's worn out. Now this guy's worn out. And now this guy's got gas. And now this guy's got gas. It was, it was a crazy, crazy heavyweight fight. It was a little slow and plotting at times, but a lot of big shots landed and a, a very fun fight nonetheless. Uh, we did get a um, a bit of a surprise bout, I guess, as you had Tarverdi taking on um, Bader Al Sanrin. Sanrin, sorry. Again, I need to not be doing this on my printing, so I apologize for all of the butchering of pronunciations tonight. Um, but I thought Al Sanrin was really, really good. There there wasn't really a hole in his game. Like, he was quick with the jab, he, his head movement was solid, and when he was throwing punches, they were all nice and tight. Like, the, it, was, it was a very technical, uh, technically sound performance. Uh, he wins by knockout in the fourth round. It was four of four, by the way. Uh, Callum Smith also wins by knockout in the fourth round. This was a remarkable performance from Callum Smith. This is, we've seen Callum Smith a few times on the big stage. This is the best he has looked by far. Um, 
he has now back-to-back wins at light heavyweight. I think this was uh, for a mandatory show. He will be getting a light heavyweight championship opportunity coming off of this. I don't know if he is necessarily on that level, but if it's like this, he can beat anyone. I thought that he was countering really well. He was sitting down on his punches extremely well, and there was a lot of fireworks in this fight, and he was answering every single one of them. Uh, Badu Jack, uh, Jack sorry, with a split decision win over Ricard Rivera. Sorry, Richard Rivera. Um, man, I gotta, I gotta type these notes out. I, again, all over the place here. Um, Badu Jack with a split decision win. 96-94s across the board. Two of them for Jack, one of them not for Jack. I thought a very, again, obviously, a very close fight. Um, I end up scoring this one, 96-94, for Badu Jack. I thought he had a really difficult time with Rivera's kind of unorthodox style, and that... It confused him, I think, for a little bit longer than it should have, but once he was able to really get a, a bit of a flow to him, it was, an, it was an impressive performance, what he was able to do. Again, technically sound, and another thing that really helped him was Rivera was all over the place, and just kind of wore down a little bit. So, overall, uh, I thought strong technique, slow start, really started to, to get into a flow as the fight went on. I thought his headwork improved as the fight wore on. Um, I could have forced Rivera to work a, a little bit harder, but overall, uh, a strong performance from uh, from Badu Jack. Other than that, um, there are a couple of other fights on here that end after first-round knockouts. The, the first fight of the night, um, Ramla Ali taking on Crystal Garcia Nera. Ali lands two, a two-punch combination, and Nera's like, oh, well, this is terrible. I'm not doing this anymore. And basically just gives up. Um, so that was not ideal. And then there was another fight that ends after a, a knockout there as well. So overall, fun um, night of fights. I'm kind of racing through this. We're going to have more in-depth breakdowns of this coming up on Monday and on Friday. But uh, this fight card was five and a half hours, and I still have a full UFC show to watch. We will be doing that on Twitch. If you're listening to this on Saturday, we'll be doing uh, it on Twitch tonight. Uh, if not, podcast uh, will be coming out for that as well. So, uh, again, the big story of the night, Alexander Yusik is the unified heavyweight champion still, and the first man to win the Ring Magazine Cruiserweight Championship, and then the heavyweight championship of the world. This has been your Yusik versus Joshua 2 instant reaction from Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. I will talk to you guys in like six hours. I'm out. <laughs>